I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up podcast. This episode is brought to you by Chicken Next. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes. Yours too. Definitely. I, I manage to sneak it into conversations when it does not apply. How so? I just kind of start yelling it at people. <laughs> I'm just like, like, this is an appropriate time, right? That's the case for 90% of Simpsons references and conversation. Absolutely. Uh, It's why I only hang out with people like the Simpsons, because then I actually get hurt and it's fun for them instead of a chore to listen to me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember the show Next, I used to always be like, like Chicken Next, and everyone would be like, can you not? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a response I get a lot of the time when I try to insert Simpsons references. Yeah. Not anymore. No, no. <laughs> now it's our career. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Radioactive Man, and we have our lovely guest Sam Levine here with us. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so welcome lovely. to the show. I'm, I'm pretty lovely. <laughs> Tell us how lovely you are. Well, here's the thing. For the I might, at home. I might not look attractive, but I smell great. You smell oh, amazing. Yeah. If only they could he- smell, if they, only they <laughs> could hear how good you <laughs> smell. <laughs> That's <laughs> the sentence that was going to come out of what my mouth. What is the scent, and what does yep. it taste you like? You know what? Hey, listen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's coming I, out of my mouth. I transcend podcasting. People <laughs> are going to smell me through their iPods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. iPod. What a grandpa I am. <laughs> Adorable. So cute. Sam, I do not like the negativity that you brought on yourself already. We're just two seconds in and you're already shitting on your looks. Oh, oh, well, no, that's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please, Allie, I have mirrors. It's fine. <laughs> I think that this is a positive show. We should all feel good and attractive. Yeah. Who's, oh. who's better looking than a Simpsons oh. fan? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I feel attractive right. while remaining hideous to the outside world. So I guess it's all about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that's the what the is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you chose the episode Radioactive Man. Can I did. You explain just a little bit why that okay. was the episode you well, chose? Well, first, let me just start off by saying you made me choose an episode. <laughs> Which okay. is to say Sophie's choice. It's like if it's if Sophie instead of had two kids, she had uh, five hundred and sixty some odd kids. Right. Like, well, actually, no. Then it would have been a pretty easy decision. Just sure. the one you don't like. But this would be like picking a favorite of right, all of her children. Right. Right. So um, uh, this is just the one that I thought maybe I would I would lead off with. If you're good enough to ever have me back, mm-hmm. but we we'll could see how it goes. Fair enough. Fair if enough. We're good enough to have you back. No, no, no. Kind enough. Good, good-hearted oh, enough. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ! You're more than good enough. Talent-wise, I was just trying to decipher the meaning of your words. You know, we're also very insecure. As I know. Fans. Good, good hosts. Like we're, you want. All, you, we all love each other. Like kind hosts. We gave you water. Right. I think right. That's you did plenty. give me. You gave me water, and you provided. We me will with definitely the have you back. We Thank established you. this off podcast. We did. You will be coming back. Okay. Although but let's this not. Was, let's not. Yeah. Don't jump. We haven't. We don't know. I haven't. This is yet. I haven't launched it. I, all of this could be sexual for me. Oh, okay. and then it just gets really weird. And you guys are like, I don't think we should have Sam back. Right, right. I suppose. From, yeah. From all right. Get. Well, we haven't signed anything, so okay, it's fair still enough. Up in the air. Something, okay. Something. Something that was fun is when I asked you to do the podcast. You were yes. very excited because I was. you obviously are a Simpsons fan. Giant. Fan. Uh, I believe the response you gave me more or less was, "This is the <laughs> reason I have Twitter was to get a, like, it, a DM yes, like this." Yes, you, you DM'd me on Twitter, and I said, this, "I've had Twitter since '09. <laughs> this is the DM I've been waiting for." Oh, that's so uh, sweet. Which switched immediately to just red hot hatred of me for 
making you choose which episode. It, white you hot. You honestly, <laughs> no red. <laughs> yep. Yes, yep. white. Uh, yeah, you're just furious. I'm. Fu- how could you? How you're can still you pick? Mad. I am. I'm livid because <laughs> I, I like. I'm trying to limit all of my references today to Radioactive Man. Don't you do don't that. have to. Don't do that. Uh. You can talk as much as you'd like, but you know we'll try and we'll try and stick to some of the Radioactive Man. I understand. Men. Yeah. Well, so, what was the, the decision-making process in landing on this episode in particular? Um, okay. So, uh, uh, I guess Ali said, you know, pick an episode that maybe has some personal meaning to you. And so, for me, the Radioactive Man episode, the personal meaning it has to me is it was where the bulk of my knowledge of show business and the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of show business came from before I started professionally. Acting. I mean, I guess I was sort of professionally, but not yeah, to the old, extent. Yeah, how old were you when you watched this episode, do you think? Uh, let's see. This was, what, season seven? Yeah, this came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. I was just getting into it. I would have been 13. Yeah. Perfect age for it. Yeah. And then how old were you when you were on Freaks and Geeks? I was 17. Okay. So, uh, already deeply ingrained in me, any time we had to do, like, take 11, take 12, yes. take 13, <laughs> that all line. I heard is... Yes. We got it. Yes. It took seven hours, but we got it. It's now gone. we've got to get it from different angles. Yes. Again and again. And again and again and again. You just nailed my That's favorite so line from this episode. Yeah, and that was a really good impression, but Thank you just you. yeah, nailed my favorite line. I think about that anytime I get notes on any script I'm writing, anytime that's like, let's do it again. Yeah. It's like, we took four hours or whatever you said. <laughs> Yes. I've said the word Jimmy Dillicker so many times, they've lost all meaning. It's all meaning. And that's and that for me is I guess why I picked Radioactive Man for today. Right. Was because of literally that passive dialogue, that back and forth. That is my whole experience as an actor. Anytime I'm frustrated on set. Like, what are you, why are we shooting? It's day six. Right. Do right. we really not have me walking in and sitting down? <laughs> My God. It's so frustrating. It, yeah. is, it can be so frustrating, but it's like, well, at least I know it's not the first time on any set this has happened. No. It's literally happened so many times. They've joked about it on The Simpsons. <laughs> right. What a good barometer, too. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that sort of is my, my benchmark of getting frustrated on set. And then everything else. Um, but specifically, also in the episode, is Krusty. Mm-hmm. And how he hear- the Hollywood movie is coming to Springfield. And Krusty can't... They won't read <laughs> Krusty for Crispy the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, the meaning... The, the, what that gets me there is... And this will happen to... Almost any actor who's ever wound up on a television show as a regular that that you know lasted a while or at least has some lasting impression is at some point, and this has happened to me, I will read an audition or a breakdown sheet for an audition, and it will say, "We're looking for a Sam Levine freaks and geeks type," <laughs> and then I'm like, "Why? What? But I that's happened. They have my phone number. Why wouldn't they?" And so then we call, my people will call, and they'll go, you know, Sam's read the script, he likes the part, do you, do you want to hire him? And they go, would he mind coming in to read? The director really wants to look at people. And I'm like, it's fine, I'm, I don't have a huge ego, I'm happy to go in and read. And you go in and read, and then they go, yeah, thanks, but... We need you to be more... We need you to be more... And I'm like, so really, either you're not actually looking for a Sam Levine Freaks and Geeks type, or... 
I no longer can play myself. <laughs> oh, and man. so that's what I connected with when I when Krusty can't even get can't won't read for Crispy the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, we can't offer you that part, but we can offer you then a litany of other parts. <laughs> some yeah. of which he knows he won't even be good at, but he takes them all. Yeah, oh, he's so good. And then yeah, later in the episode when uh, the most expensive shot in the entire movie. I the most that is to me so anytime good. an actor complains on set. That's all I hear is Krusty. Where the hell is Millhouse? That shot cost us a million dollars. Where's the producer? I want to talk to someone about this coffee. <laughs> and the way he's animated too in that, it's like so jaunty so and amazing. so good. Yeah, so good. Any, any. I've I've watched Bette Midler complain on set, and Ooh. all I'm thinking is there's Krusty. Yeah. I want to talk to someone about this coffee. <laughs> Bet there are other problems on this right, set. Right. Yeah. I love the way that they bring Krusty in because obviously since he's like the main person yeah. who's in show business, he has to be involved in the movie somehow. But he can't be the star because it's Milhouse's no. story. Right. So and I he's love... A clown. Yeah, and he's a clown. <laughs> so I love the way that they bring him in as like this old queen sort oh, of actor. So good. Yeah. So entitled and yeah, he's so <laughs> perfect. Just... Should we read our little uh, yeah, season's sure. guide? Um, so we just like to read the first by all uh, means. Paragraph. Um, Hollywood producers are making a big budget feature film of Bart's favorite comic book character, Radioactive Man, needing a location with both a nuclear reactor and a gorge, <laughs> plus cooperative city officials. The filmmakers choose Springfield, a Rainier Wolf Castle star of the popular McBain films, is cast in the title role. But it is decided that a local youngster will be cast as Radioactive Man's trusted sidekick, Fallout Boy. At the auditions, Bart gives a brilliant reading, but because he is an inch too short, he loses the part to a reluctant Millhouse. Oh, man. That sequence of all the kids uh, auditioning is so good. It's perfect. Yeah. And, and of course, I don't know the, the line exactly, but just like, you're the next Fallout Boy, is what I would be saying to you if you were two inches taller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is Lunch Lady Doris. Yes. Is the reader yeah. in the room <laughs> yeah. that they are holding auditions at the school. That to me is another great throw in because any actor who's ever had to audition, like it's it's like they wait for you to go in for the biggest audition of your life and then they bring in the most unanimated <laughs> yes. reader and you're doing like a heated scene, like in like a death scene or something, and the reader will just be sitting there dead eyed behind camera. But you told me you loved me. <laughs> why did you? Why? Why did you say if we weren't going to go to get? It's like oh my! And so Lunch yeah. Lady Doris, and is that's perfect. yeah, that's standard too, isn't that preferred or something that to have somebody read it straight so that they can truly see how you shine? Or <sighs> no. I know, <laughs> I know it's not preferred from the actor's point of view. It always sounded like bullshit to me, yeah. but I've just heard that a lot. Anyone, the only people who, that sounds like a, a rumor put out by those dead-eyed readers. Probably, probably, who are to trying defend to keep their jobs. Yeah, no, completely. <laughs> we want to see you just, we, you know, we don't know uh, if this person's going to be co-starring with you or something. Yeah. We don't want to bring that energy you. in. So just you have you be you. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but this episode makes fun of that bullshit in the best way, In I think. every way, they call out so much bullshit in this episode, mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal. Um, also, this episode, I realized, has not one but two pre-Family Guy-style flashbacks to asides. Yeah, we got Moses Lack with him as the... Oh, uh, right. Moe and the Little Rascals. Yes. Which is such a 
great. It is. Man, Mo keeps coming up. Mo is Mo's Mo, favorite. Yeah, of the, Mo has a lot of really great little. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just like a side note, he has a lot of really great jokes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what's the second one? The second one is early on when they're talking about Radioactive Man, and the one oh, exec yes. says, "Well, what about we should bring back the original Radioactive Man?" Uh, and of course, they can't for the two reasons: one, he's like seventy-six, and two, he's dead. <laughs> right, um, right. But there is a flashback <laughs> to the old radioactive man. The campy, the campy yeah, 60s one. And uh, you blink and you'll miss it. But when they're fighting and then you see the old Batman style words come up. Mm-hmm. Which I can list all of once you're done. Please do. Okay. So you know which got... one I'm talking about. I know which one you're talking about too. Bort. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Uh, poo. Uh-huh. Mint. <laughs> Newt. Newt. <laughs> Zach. Sna, which is my favorite. Sna is great. And Zuff. I feel like Sna has come up. Sna has come out of um, Bart's mouth, I think, in an episode. Just Sna? Yeah. No? yeah it's I also so like uh, Bart in one episode. Bah? Yeah. I also like in that flashback, the villain is like the evil Boy yes, Scout the leader. Yes, the Boy Scout leader. Oh, so, get him, boys. Yeah, get him, boys. Don't be afraid to use your nails. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Have you ever watched the original Batman series oh, at all? Of course. Oh, my, my brother God. and I were so huge good. fans growing up. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a quote by Conan saying that it's the funniest TV show of all time. <laughs> it just, very yeah. well might be. Yeah, it's um, just ludicrous. And also because, and they pay homage to it, so after they defeat all the evil Boy Scouts, then just a bunch of 60s girls come <laughs> yeah. in and just start dancing. I love that. I've seen quite a handful of movies where that is the ending. Like There's this one movie that I really love from the 60s called The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini, and it's all, it's supposed to be like the last Frankie and Annette movie, but they were like oh, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. So they brought in Nancy Sinatra and like some other dude. <sighs> Boris Karloff is in it for two seconds. Ooh. But uh, it's all about like a haunted house that Boris Karloff's character is trying to like get to go to his rightful heir. And then it just ends in a dance sequence <laughs> oh throughout the whole haunted house. It's amazing. That and there's amazing. no teasing of it. It's literally just the end credits. It's like, you know, exposition, exposition. It's, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, that's also how they end the uh, the show. Short shorts shipment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Likes hot pants. Yeah. Oh, short shorts. Yeah, it's so good. There oh, are man. so many iconic lines in this. Uh, so but, many. But what are some of the ones that jump out to you? Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, in terms of iconic lines. Or just the ones that. Okay, like well, the obviously, the most famous line, which for some reason people misquote all the time. Uh, my eyes, the goggles do nothing. Yes. For some reason, people at like to break it up into two lines. They say the goggles, they do nothing. Fools. Oh Amateurs. no, I've done that. <laughs> I have been quiet. Oh no, I <laughs> love it so much. <sighs> Thanks a bunch, Allie. Uh, like I'm also, you have food in your teeth. Open. No. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you had done it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have mentioned it on the air. No, it's fine. I mean, we we talk about how sometimes it's more about the broad strokes. Sure. Yeah. That the, that mean more. Yeah, the feelings behind it. Sure. You know the but but I mean you were very wrong. Right. <laughs> I, you're right. You're I right. guess it's si- sort of like Luke, I am your father. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in that camp. No, it's not, but thank you for saying well, that. Well, no, it's commonly misquoted, but everyone thinks it's the right line, so it's about well, the meaning. What I was going to say is, that is so now that I know the accurate way of mm-hmm. quoting it, it is one of my favorite quotes from The Simpsons. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so... Keep going. Go down oh, this list. Okay. Well, all right. It's not an iconic line, uh, but 
I forget I, I said iconic. No, I feel fine. like I feel like I'm hanging us up. No, I okay. <laughs> I, I I maybe have some notes that I'm I'm referring to here, but okay. So after Millhouse goes missing, the Van Houtens go to Chief Wiggum. <laughs> to find their son and they they release the hounds the the blood sniffing hounds to go find him the blood hounds and then uh and then he says so will they find him or will they find him and kill him ah oh, you know i'll find him maybe excuse me you didn't answer my question you just sort of trailed off oh well, you know which i've definitely definitely literally said that line to human beings before like on set like i'll ask a director for a note and he'll be like you know just come in and walk and i'll go excuse me you didn't answer my question just trailed off there (laughs) and the cool directors know what i'm talking about the other ones take offense oh no um but but that's a that's a good one for me and then also um this is not as well-known a line, but uh, in the auditions, they see Martin Prince sitting outside in the hallway, and they and the the, and the producer says, "Him, he's absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. perfect. That's a great moment. Can he come in and read? <laughs> no, he just showed up here. He didn't. He's not. He didn't uh, actually sign up. Sign he's, up yeah, right. he's, a friend he's not actually signed up. And then the the other producer goes, "Oh, you're right. That wouldn't be fair to all the other kids who actually filled out an application." Yeah. Which, as an actor, anytime you've lost a role to say, "I don't know," someone from the internet. Yeah. Uh, which Name may them. or may not have happened to me. I might have lost a giant role in a huge Hollywood movie to someone from the internet. That's the oh. world we live in now. And this was before that. Oh. When it stung even worse. Oh, no. This was like 2007. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, someone who had a, you know, a cool MySpace page. Oh, um, aye, aye, aye. So we can, get, we can get into that. And yeah. how I, I dislike YouTube stars and Ugh. don't think they should call themselves comedians. Yeah. I, this is like pre, this is like when it super hurt. When I was like, really? This is happening? Oh, and I'm the first person it's happening to? Oh, Fantastic. God. Yeah. Way to be patient zero. Yep. And uh, so anyway, that's what I... Like the joke there of, well, we can't, that wouldn't be fair to all the people right. who filled out an application properly. Yeah. I always felt like it was a nod to fame. Uh-huh. The TV yeah. show in the movie. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So good. In uh, just to quickly touch more on the YouTube comic thing, that does remind me of In the Last Temptation of Crust, mm-hmm. uh, when it's Bobcat Goldthwait and Jay Leno and all those guys and Janine mm-hmm. Garofalo. And then there's like, what do you think, internet com- internet comedian? And it just like beeps, and then they all crack up. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's I really just great. rewatched it, yeah. and it is so delightful. I really hope someone picks that. Maybe it could be you. Maybe. But speaking of internet, <laughs> yeah, this episode yes, yes. has one of the funniest, one of the best, but oh, 1995 absolutely. versions absolutely. of the internet. Mm-hmm. Can, can you describe that to that scene to uh, the listeners? Absolutely. So it's early in the episode after Comic Book Guy ex- tells Bart and Milhouse that there will be a Radioactive Man movie, and then their hats fly off into the <laughs> air conditioning grate. What a great um, recurring joke. We're going to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that air conditioning solution fixed. Um, so then he, they say, who's going to be playing Radioactive Man? And he says, mm, well, I will do a quick trip to the internet. And then he turns around to the computer behind him, to the uh-huh. Apple IIG behind him. Yeah. And uh, like on mm, alt, use groups, uh, uh, internet rumors. <laughs> and then it's basically an absolute 
1995 version of what the internet was and so he logs in and then you see another guy who puts his Spock ears on <laughs> to get back and it keeps like bouncing under a table too just yeah. dirty. and it keeps bouncing back and back and forth between people logging on who's going to be who's going to be until literally it is a like an intern hiding under the table in the boardroom yeah with a stethoscope <laughs> held up to the bottom it's of so the table good. and typing on like a laptop as to who's going to be radioactive man it's and, so good uh, and we've come so far i know or not far yeah enough. do you think it's a good thing that now everybody has access instead of just the i guess nerd elite mm-hmm. that care so much that they would go to these the deep deep, deep message boards well, yeah. i mean that the do we all deserve knowledge, or should only some of us? Oh boy, what a big question! <laughs> well, here's the thing: even though it's accessible by everyone now, the super nerds still have the internet within the internet. Sure, you know, yeah. like 4chan and Reddit right. and stuff. Right. They'll always find their place. Like that, they have found there'll always be some subsect of the internet that the normals don't know about. <laughs> right, of that's run yes. by the super nerds. <laughs> There's another really great joke. Um, uh, I. The hats going up reminded me of this. Um, but I think when Principal Skinner goes over the intercom and announces that there's going to be auditions for this movie coming through, uh, Nelson sasses back to him. I forget what he says. Oh, yeah. He sasses back to him and Principal Skinner goes, strange, I shouldn't have been able to hear that. But uh, here we go. What a great moment in the writer's room that must have been. Like, how are we going to handle this? I don't know. This absurd joke. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I love it when they get really goofy. Like, like yeah. that it's it delights me yeah <laughs> strange i yeah oh man this episode has so much so to it. much yeah i also love lionel hutz in this mm-hmm. yeah uh, we yeah. also get to see Luann a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your personal drug dealer, Keeper, Keeper. Luann. <laughs> so when Bart uh, hears that he's too short to play the part of radioactive, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, Fallout Boy, he comes back and you know like stretches his body out, wears yeah. platform he's, shoes, has grown a half inch overnight. I know, and that's you not, should, good and enough. not good enough. Not good enough. Be very impressive. <laughs> I know. Have you ever done stuff like this when you were told you were too short or too? Whatever well, here's the thing: part? they don't ever tell you you're too short mm. for the part but when you see it and they've hired a six foot five guy you go oh I, now i see why right right they weren't and it's not like you in the real world get a second chance to audition like this. no you, you do not <laughs> usually get to walk in again no well <laughs> i've made all the changes you asked of me usually I'm they a just perfect say human now <laughs> right they say thank you for coming and then sometimes the casting director will tell your agent the real reason that you mm. didn't get the part and then if it's something horrible your agent will never tell you right but i've told my agents and managers over the years i have really thick skin it's fine it's important for me to know so i don't make the same mistakes and so a few times i've been told you know but by people who i've trusted and i've already told them like that i i don't care how hurtful it is tell me and so i've heard things like you know they're looking for a handsome guy they're looking for a more leading man type they're looking for taller you know athletic or whatever and mm-hmm. i was like that's fine because there's right. legitimately nothing i can do right right <laughs> Yeah, to have and, changed and I'm sure their minds that's about reassuring. that, and that's what I want to hear. Like yeah. I don't like if the feedback is, well, they just thought you weren't a strong enough actor. Like then that's awful. Oh yeah, right. well, that's yeah. your career. Yeah, like yeah, the, but then stuff it's your like talent. Yeah, then it's like, ooh, well, clearly I should have stuck with more acting classes. <laughs> but if it's like you're not handsome enough or tall enough, it's like good. That's right. Yeah, that's something. It's not I what they're looking for. No choice. You know, right. control over. So. um you know, obviously, uh, it sucks that Bart is told he's too short when he's still a kid, right. and he may grow. But, but I think it's great that that he wants to change that, or that that's the the reasoning he gives, and in the way he tells him. 
we found our new Fallout boy, which is exactly what I would be saying to you, Bot Simpson, right now if you weren't an inch too short. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. God, um, so good. Something that great. I just think is funny is that that implies that Millhouse is taller, which is just a fun, like, huh, I never knew. Yeah. I, liked, yeah. I like to know that. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we haven't even talked about Millhouse yet. Like, Millhouse in oh, this we're episode. We're saving the best for last. Oh, I know. And and I'm going to I'm gonna be annoying. I was I was Fallout boy for Halloween this year. Very you were fun. a great Fallout boy. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you supported me in my decision. I really, I, did, yeah. I really appreciate I was there for that. you when you needed me. And <laughs> have yeah. you have you done any Simpsons costumes? No, I haven't. I was thinking about being the state of Florida uh, oh, at some point. I'm not yes. a state of a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've had ideas, but I haven't executed them. I've just yeah, kept making uh, bootleg T-shirts. <laughs> yes, I made a, a down with homework T-shirt that I wore to the Simpsons Take the Ball. Special <laughs> award for the children who obviously had no help from the Aww. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there, if, if you had to dress up, I suppose. I don't know if you're someone who likes to dress up as things, but if let's say you are. I'm, I am definitely the, uh, the, the grump. I'm the Grinch when it comes to dress up. I thought you might be. I am. Yeah, I, I thought like, you might be. Halloween is, is my, is my nightmare because. Is it because you're an actor? Or? That is exactly mm-hmm. the re- The only yeah. reason I can cite is I play dress up for a living. Right. right. So the, the lure so of. Why is no one paying me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just a prima donna. So the lure of like, oh, I can be anyone I want today. I'm like, eh, I'm all right. Yeah. I don't. So I, yeah. I, I, if I do have to dress up, I will usually find myself being something that takes as little effort as possible. <laughs> um, but if I had to dress up as a Simpsons character, I would probably get a Mr. Plow jacket. Oh, oh great. that's great. Yeah. yeah, and that's real easy and simple. Yeah. You don't really have to like put makeup on. Or I think that's the, the original thing. drive jacket. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Nice. But I feel similarly to you, not because I'm an actor and play dress up uh, for a living, but um, because I feel like I get into enough situations in my life where there's like a theme party <laughs> going on or like there's some like theme element where I have to like put a costume together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've done it so many times throughout the year that by the time that Halloween rolls around, I'm like, this is amateur hour. Yep. Like I can't, I can't handle this. Yeah. And also <laughs> like your, some of your friends will clearly have spent days and weeks right. focusing on their outfit and then you're an asshole if you don't tell them how brilliant it is right right also halloween i feel like i don't know this is just maybe for me as i grow older but it, it like always falls on a weird day it's like what is it a halloween weekend or is it a hol- <laughs> like i just never know when is the day i dress up and yeah. so it's it's always difficult for me yeah well the way to have a fun halloween is to go see the danny elfman tim burton show that they do every year oh yeah you're <laughs> dressed right. as radioactive man in the dark <laughs> where no one gives you your costume perfect that that's what really i did good. and then i went home i did not do any other things that were just like look at me except I yeah. took pictures and that's that's kind of why I did it sounds like you nailed it I had a yeah. great time yeah. thanks guys yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but Millhouse we're talking about right, right. Millhouse <clears throat> okay okay uh, Millhouse is my favorite. This is uh, so I have a song called Everything's Coming Up Millhouse, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is this episode, right? It and it's because this is, I mean, I don't remember how much we really have gotten to see Millhouse this far into the show, but I mean, there aren't too many super Millhouse centric episodes because Everything's Coming Up Millhouse is like he's it's two seconds, like, right? Right, in, he's in always a, a side character, yeah. he's always sort of you know, he's Bart's sidekick, yeah. So. 
And now he's playing a real sidekick. Ooh. Get it? Yeah. Oh, by no, the way, like just as far as lines that are maybe not iconic um, that I love, uh, you're going to be big. Gabby Hayes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. That's right. We get, a, we get a late visit or visit from the late great Mickey Rooney in yeah. this episode. God, I love... Uh, Mickey Rooney is one of, the, one of the guest stars that I did know as a kid because I loved Mickey Rooney as a child. Like, really? I had a big crush on him like before I was able to really understand that movies are not present time like uh-huh. you know like definitely thought the Marx Brothers were alive when I was and like all the things and I just thought he was the cutest the cutest guy probably because he was my size <laughs> yeah that's why I had a crush on Seth Green for so long totally mm-hmm. it was like oh yeah we'd be the same height this would be great oh yeah I'm never gonna grow up <laughs> so wait that's what girls want a guy who's the same height because I gotta be honest with you, that, that is not right, in my experience right, right as I grew up it became less of my experience but when I was younger uh, of course sure. I see. Oh, but also I see. when I was younger and like all I wanted was just to like hang out with a dude yeah yeah that, and not do anything else like not even kids I was like just be my close friend yeah. like tell me secrets yeah <laughs> about life you know that's really all I wanted so mm-hmm. things also, have changed also height kind of just is like age like just mm-hmm. like you you're probably my age <laughs> right right I mean, especially if you're a kid's big perspective <laughs> yeah just Definitely. like you know cats are girls and dogs are boys yeah <laughs> these are all the facts <laughs> What else about this episode sticks okay. out? Uh, so when uh, right after Millhouse books the job of radioact or uh, a Fallout Boy, uh, and he goes home, he runs home to his parents because now crowds of people are after him. He walks into the house, and Kirk and Luann are unpacking <laughs> the most ostentatious <laughs> rich people stuff. Yeah, and and stuff that's made up. And that, yeah. yeah, and that to me, because he didn't want to audition, uh, Luann forced him to audition, and then as soon as he got home, they're spending the money before they even get it, and I mean, it's played for laughs, but Jesus Christ, I was a kid actor, so I knew right. other kid actors yeah. who had that legit happen to them, mm-hmm. where like, I could tell from seeing them at auditions or working with them, it was like, I don't think they want to be here. That's horrible. Oh, and then yeah. it's always the parent, did you learn your lines? Do you want to run your lines? Right, right. Practice it with me again. Right, right. And it's like, I think he'd rather be outside playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, you're a fucking monster. Yeah, stage stage parents, or I don't know if you would call them that when you're an actor, but like that, that's something that I definitely do not know, but I'm terrified of whenever I see it on screen. It seems mm-hmm. so stressful. I sound a little bit. I grew up out here in North Hollywood and mm-hmm. um, had like, you know, like every fifth friend of mine was like a kid actor. Because I went to a performing arts middle school and whatever. Mm. Um, And I tried it a little bit, but my mom didn't get anywhere near that stage mom area. Thank fucking God. Like, she let me just sort of like bow out in peace <laughs> I didn't book a damn thing well. I still have like 500 headshots but um, <laughs> but yeah just seeing that and going to auditions and yeah not liking it and, and seeing other kids who didn't have a choice if they didn't like it was yeah. a real bummer my mom when I was young I started in New York when I was about 12 and my mother came up to the to the appointment with me to the audition for the first time and sat in the waiting room with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I sign in we and we're sitting there and then all the other moms with all the other kids and we're minding our own business mm-hmm. and then the mom next to her, Hi, I'm Sheila. Who reps your boy? 
Cool. And then my brother's like, oh, and he tells her. And she goes, mm-hmm. Oh, and did he go out for that post-commercial? Because we're going out for that today. It's a callback. Mm-hmm. And then my mother sat there, and she's so polite and really nice. And, oh, yeah, I don't know. We're just getting into it. And then I finished, and my mother went, you're going in by yourself from now on. I <laughs> yeah. can't. I will, I will murder I will murder someone. Yeah. So, and I trust you, and I'll just wait in the car downstairs, go up, I sign in, so do your read, and come out. I feel so bad for all of those mothers. I mean, I feel bad for the kids. I only I feel, feel bad. bad for the kids because the kids are too young to know any better. Right. Those parents full on know better. Right, right. True. But I guess I feel bad for them that they don't have, like, they, they have to live vicariously through their child in that way. And they yeah. don't have their own two feet to stand on. No, it's awful. Mm, and it, yeah. like, it made me so sick. And, like, I saw some of those, like, I got out of New York when I was, just before I turned 17 is when I came to L.A. to shoot Freaks and Geeks. But mm-hmm. then I would still go back to New York when I was, you know, 18, 19. And, and if I, if an audition came up when I was in town, I would go on it. And I still saw some of the same moms Whoa. with these kids. They're now like 18, 19, and the mothers are still going in with them. Mm, weird. E- even though the kids are like, you know, That's grown now. Stuff. Right, it was because right. it's like, oh, this is their life. This yeah. is the mom's life. Yeah. This is all she has. Yeah. And if she can't go in and sit with, you know, Timmy and, and read the lines with him. And so... I was always very happy and felt lucky that my mother wanted nothing to do with that. But then Radioactive Man, Luann, like, oh, no, go in there. Go in there. Go in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's what it, it read to me. Oh, Didn't man. mean to get yeah. this all dark, yeah. but like. No, no, we, no. We like I mean, yeah. yeah, it triggered you. Get darker. Makes okay. <laughs> um, what makes you sad at night? Uh, when Mickey Rooney takes my parts. <laughs> There's a disenchanted girl in a Jello commercial. I can do I, that. I can do that. <laughs> He's so good. I love it. And I love the way that this episode ends, too, when, uh, you know, they've run out of money in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Every every business oh is God, overcharging by, like, 400%. <laughs> Everyone in Springfield is just turning into yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Mickey Rooney gives the best speech ever. I'm going to read it. Please. I hope you're all satisfied. You bankrupted a bunch of naive movie folks. <laughs> folks from a Hollywood where values are different. They weren't thinking about the money. They just wanted to tell a story. A story about a radioactive man. And you slick small towners took him for all they were worth. <laughs> oh, God. And then Otto goes, should we give them some of their money back? And Quimby goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so good. And then they come back to Hollywood yeah. and they're just embraced and it's so funny. Oh, Please, God. Take anything you need from our boutiques until you're back on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is one line that uh, we've not talked about that I just love so, so, so much when Homer is just like, are there other men in the house? Radioactive men? <laughs> um, or or when, after the movie you start shooting in Springfield, when Homer lets them rent out the house for yes. 50 bucks a day yeah. to, to film there, and then he's standing there talking to the director and I can't remember the name of the movie, but he says, oh, didn't you direct this other movie? Well, yes, I did. Whoa, P.U. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, Mr. Simpson, you're welcome to get anything you'd like from our food truck. Oh. <laughs> and then Homer leaves the frame so fast, it's just the ghost outline of him. How, what, a, what a beautiful, like, physical, visual bit. It's so funny. Only get away with that in animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it's almost like a Hanna-Barbera uh-huh. type. 
lovely. joke. Yeah, it's really good. And I love that when he does rent out the house for the production, <laughs> all the crew guys are coming in. They're like, uh, we need to go put a hole through here. All right. And they yeah. just like start hammering it. They're ripping out shit. Man, I would never rent my house no, to a production. You're... Just having been to like one production that took place in someone's house. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many mats they put down. I don't oh, even no. like friends but... coming over to my house. Which segues me into a, a ridiculous but true story. So my father, a couple of years ago in New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, he's a big fan of the show Law and & Order. And I don't know how it came to be, but uh, for a nominal fee, uh, he would said, oh, I'm going to rent out the house to Law & Order for the day. They're going to shoot a Law & Order episode here. And so against my mother's wishes, <laughs> right. he rented out the house for them to come shoot a Law & Order. So a couple days beforehand, I think like the day beforehand, bunch of crew and prep people show up and they decide, okay, we're going to shoot this scene in the living room. So couple of teamsters come in there, get all the, a couple of grips rather, get all the furniture out of the living room. They set it up, their prop furniture the way they want, and they rope it off, tape it off, hot set, hot set, do not enter. Mm-hmm. And so then the next morning, my mother, by the way, said, I want nothing to do with this because she had been on sets with me right. as mm-hmm. a teenager and knew better. Right. And was like, I'm staying in a hotel, enjoy yourself. <laughs> right, so right. she goes to a hotel. So then the next day, my father's up at five in the morning when the crew starts showing up at 5.30, getting everything set up, they show up, actors and everything roll in around seven, they go into the living room, they start shooting everything, they're done by like three, and as they're leaving and taking one of the bigger uh, dollies out, of course, bang, they smack into the door frame of the front door and cause some structural damage, which was fine, because then they were like, ooh, we gotta get our our, uh, construction guy in here, and he looks at it, he goes, yeah, we're gonna need to fix that, sorry, Uh, it's too late to do today, but we'll have a guy in here tomorrow morning hope Uh that's all right so then they get a guy in there the next morning at like seven in the morning they patch it up they reinforce it it's fine there was no other damage except you know having 40 people you (laughs) know ruin the carpet and so uh my mother finally comes back when it's all done and everything's all (laughs) all fine but this is my favorite part of the story Uh i have been in many productions at this point in my life And my father's seen some of them, you know, told family and friends about them, whatever, here and there. When his house was going to be on Law & Order, (laughs) he sent out an email to everyone he's ever met. So proud of his house on Law & Order. Oh my God, I love that. It's in the Christmas card. I never got an email of that caliber. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. The family photo of you guys is just they covered your face with a picture of the house. Yep. Yep. But Jeremy Sisto and Anthony Anderson are coming to shoot a final season episode of Law & Order here. I'm telling everyone. Right, right, right. Oh man, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure even more proud because it's something that he facilitated. So it's like, you know... Feel like he's part of the action. Yep, I got up early two days in a row to let them in. I earned this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may say I'm in the biz. Too. <laughs> yeah, God, I would never, never. Oh, just uh, the worst. So, are there any characters? Uh, I guess if you had to choose one character that you relate to the most in all of The Simpsons, it could be a you know a small one or a recurring character. If there is any character I relate to most in The Simpsons, it is a toss-up between Krusty the Clown. <laughs> 
Yes, and I love Mr. that. Mr. Burns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we normally don't get answers like that. I like your answer. Yeah. You. Everyone's just like, I'm Lisa. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. No. Everyone's Lisa. Well, why Why those two? I will gladly tell you why Please. those two. Okay. The, I identify more now as an adult with Krusty simply because of, of what I do for a living. Right. And, and... And the superfluous third nipple. And the superfluous third nipple. (laughs) And I've tried faking my own death. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, not a quarter. He'll be dancing for hours. I love him so much. He'll be playing for hours. Um, And so, so certainly in terms of Krusty, and the epitome of me connecting with Krusty is in the uh, Lisa the Lionheart Mm -hmm. episode, where... Lisa is in the sound booth trying to record dialogue for the Lisa the Lionheart doll, and Krusty comes into the studio. That is my all-time favorite Krusty moment. It's so good. It's amazingly good, and it's all I've ever thought of when I have to go to a sound booth to do any sort of audio recording because I have the mindset of Krusty. I want to burst in. Hey, back away, kid. Let me show you how it's done. Hey, hey, it's Sideshow Mel. No, that wasn't good. Let me do it again. Hey, hey, it's Sideshow Mel. And then one other line. Bada bing, bada boom. Seeing the flip side. Krusty walks out of the room shot pants over to the deck. Okay, Krusty, we're just getting set up here. Krusty? Krusty? Because in my mind, that's how long it should take yeah. to get an audio recording. <laughs> and he's in and out so like good. it's nothing. No. It's so so good. That, that for me is my is my bond with Krusty. It's like, why doesn't it take that long? I should be able to walk in and be done in 30 seconds. And then Mr. Burns, but a big but a boom. I love Krusty's confidence, I gotta say. It's, it's so good. Amazing. It's incredible. And then Mr. Burns, because um i can i can boil my connection with mr burns down to what was i laughing about again no he has that crippled irishman (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right yeah yeah you're correct Good. I love that. Uh, we've that. That's a pairing that I would not have put together, and mm-hmm. it somehow makes a lovely human being. Oh, just I'm a treat to be around. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. And you smell good too. We hey, brought that you. back. We brought we that really back. Really did. Full circle. <laughs> um. So, uh, what we like to do is, uh, if you could like make up your own like um, chalkboard lesson that Ooh. you could write from either this podcast or from The Simpsons as a whole, what you've learned. By being such a super fan, what would it be? And quickly, while you think, the yes. one from this episode is, Bewitched does not promote Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I would love to get, like, a book of all of the, oh, the man. chalkboard That's got to exist. Yeah. Yeah. A or book, w- though. Not just a post on Tumblr. Not a post on Tumblr. I don't care Tumblr. about Tumblr. Don't link us. <laughs> he, he, here is, here is my, my chalkboard lesson, uh-huh. which is um, Simpsons quotes... Only work as icebreakers with the coolest of women. Ah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, and there's a Simpsons quote for every occasion in life. There really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's a good way to quickly know if they're going to be your friend. You know, yeah, open good... open with a Simpsons joke, and if Litmus they're just test like for cool dudes, then you you can't yeah. really tell because that's also a Simpsons quote. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're right. I, I've definitely in my lifetime walked up to strange women and uttered the phrase. So I says to Mabel, I says... That's yes. what I use the most. I say it every single day of my life, I yeah. swear. That is one of the things that I forgot about. That's It's the it's perfect, so the perfect it thing the, to say. The perfect thing to say to immediately. Anything. And it's worked for Everything. you? Oh, no. 
zero <laughs> percent no, success rate. I I use it. I use it not as a pickup line, I guess, but I use it just if I can't remember what I was saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's dead air in a conversation, yeah, you're dera- it's been derailed, and you try mm-hmm. to get back on track. You could use it for everything. Yeah. What oh, is, it's perfect. What are That's some other common Simpsons quotes that you use in everyday life? Um, boo urns. Oh or- well, of course, I was saying boo urns. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess so, but I was using my whole ass. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things where when someone says "think of some," I know, right? You have so you have hard. listed quite a, a bunch, especially oh, from this episode. Yeah, thanks. yeah, but I mean, but in any situation, if it came up, yeah, mm-hmm. I would know. I find myself. Uh, I often quote from Springfield. Mm-hmm. but not a scene that's in the episode from the 130th episode Spectacular where they show the deleted scene. Oh, yeah? Where, uh, what? I can't lose. I never lose. It's Homer's fault. <laughs> Which is when Homer busts Sean Connery. Right. Ah. Rules for stud and drop poker. <laughs> Homer, you're supposed to take the jokers out of the deck. <laughs> like, so that's good. not in the real episode, and right. yet for my brain, I associate it with that. That is that is next level Simpsons. It really is. <laughs> That's like when you're just like, remember on the commentary on this episode? Yeah. I know, I, like, I know. Okay. I haven't quite gotten there yet, but I'm um, excited to. Yeah. Oh man, I wish that that was available on the FXX thing. Like I know. somewhere, just the commentary. I know, I know. And then all the DVDs are being discontinued. I know. It's such a oh, bummer. It's such a bummer. What a terrible time we live in. You have gas minutes. prices are going up. Yeah. You have thirty oh. minutes to move your cube. <laughs> is uh. it about my cube? <laughs> uh, something that we have not really talked too much about on the podcast yet is Simpsons toys. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. What are, if you have any, some of the toys that you might have I, had as a kid or I not? have been gifted a uh, a Mr. Plow action figure. Ooh. Is this the uh, the McFarlane toys that are from the, the interactive Simpsons home? Uh, possibly. Uh, it's still in the original possibly. wrapping because it's super nerd over here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have, I have many duplicates of those if it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Some to play with and some to keep. Oh, of course. You gotta is, go. You gotta go. Yeah, multiples. you do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, the old plays for keeps. One of my. <laughs> one of my. Uh, and I would definitely like to get back to more of your Simpsons toys. Sure. Uh, forgive me for interrupting. But I went to my mom's house not long ago and looked through the garage to see like what kind of stuff I might find from my childhood. And one of the things is there's this box that used to say. Allie's books and it's crossed out and then it says Simpsons toys. <laughs> that is, even in yeah. podcast form, that works as one of the great visual jokes oh, yeah. of, of your life. <laughs> and it's right next to a big cherry doll that I have. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> super good. Okay, now that you made me think of random quotes and also why I connect with Krusty, I'm also something of a gambler in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. And so Maybe one of my all-time favorite related to Krusty quotes is, let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters? I thought the generals were due! Come on, he's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take the ball! I also like, uh, oh shoot, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. (laughs) That one's really good. <laughs> oh man! So also, cromulent is is oh, something that embiggen. Yeah, it's a perfectly yeah. cromulent. It's a perfectly word. cromulent word. 
Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember that this morning. <laughs> it's a fun life. I, uh, I'm so excited that we get to talk about uh, this, and mm-hmm. there are people that like listening to it. And it feels productive. <laughs> it does. I, I'm at work right now. I, I know. Like I'm working. If you're one of those kids who goes to a liberal arts enough college that you can have, you can like have your thesis be on The Simpsons. Absolutely. Yeah. There are classes at Berkeley that are about The Simpsons. Yeah. And my, my sister is also just as big a fan as I am, and she had to bounce out of there. It was too hard. Oh, wow. And, she, really? and she's an amazing amazing student like wow. she graduated with such great honors the class it's very very intense Ooh, cool yeah, i, I want like to i want to audit it yeah but i feel yeah. like this if you're one of those kids this podcast counts for credit yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah you That's can well, we'll sign a sheet we'll sign a paper yeah. what do you want what do you want <laughs> yeah and there are a lot of books out uh, like the philosophy of the simpsons well there's mm-hmm. there's a whole philosophy series that um analyze different tv shows but philosophy of the simpsons the math and the simpsons there's a lot of books like that uh, yeah, yeah totally uh we're looking at our Simpsons World book, Simpsons World or Simpsons Guide? Simpsons World, Ultimate Simpsons Guide. And we <laughs> forgot to mention Up and At Them. Oh, yeah. Up and At Them. 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 Good enough. <laughs> uh, any good. any other collectibles that you may have uh, oh, um, enjoyed? Yeah. Um, I don't know about collectibles. I do know in 1990, uh, my parents knew that I liked The Simpsons, and so they bought me two posters, which still hang in my childhood bedroom. Wow. One of them Are they load-bearing a- posters? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! Um, <laughs> one is uh, Bartman. Great. Mm-hmm. And the other is that old uh, photo of the Simpsons where it's them posing and the, the speech bubble from Homer saying, remember, as far as anyone knows, we're a nice, normal family. Oh, that's nice. And those, those are the original printings of wow. those posters from wow. 1990. Like, you cannot find those. Right. Yeah. And they're in remarkably good condition for being crudely taped to my bedroom <laughs> wall in yeah. 1990. Is it the same tape? Probably. Yeah, I don't think I've pulled Let's them down. Let's talk about this tape brand you're using. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's a dry climate. So. Th- thinking of uh, quotes that Homer is saying, speech bubbles, one of my favorite gags uh, visually is, uh, I think Bart adds Homer saying, it stinks to a picture. Uh-huh. And Homer says, I don't remember saying, saying that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, you guys, yeah. The Simpsons is a great show. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking we should um, post on our <laughs> Facebook page or, pop, yeah, Twitter and Facebook all the Simpsons stuff that we both have. Oh, I definitely. I feel like people would like that, maybe. Yeah, I've been... I, <laughs> All of my Simpsons stuff that I don't have at my house. At my house, I have all the the Burger King dolls, uh-huh. um, and then I have the artwork that you made me, that you are Lisa oh, Simpson, yeah. which is right <laughs> above my bed. I see it Aww. right next to my Lisa Simpson doll, um, and I I mostly have Pee Wee stuff. My my oh, house yeah. is mostly Pee Wee, but my my childhood house I have. Just boxes upon boxes of them. Right. I kind of want to like bring them out and really put them on display. My yeah. cats would destroy them, but I might have to. Yeah. We should do that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have a lot of like, I have like these um, coffee mugs from the 90s, probably around mm-hmm. the time that those posters were um, printed. Uh, that's, it's like three different coffee mugs and one's a picture of them with like a... Um, an atom behind them mm-hmm. and it just says like nuclear family and then like <laughs> another one is like Marge holding up like uh, a, a 
plate of like you know just like bland food it's like, <laughs> i made it myself like all these like really weird not things, quite like, yeah. simpsons brand pre, yes. yeah, yeah pre catchphrase catchphrases Which and I another love. that's just bart surfing saying cowabunga man sure yeah of course the evolution of the show so yeah. i watched uh i started to watch a new episode of the simpsons uh oh. because uh i as now, research yes yeah. as research uh and I did not finish the episode. It's not that it was bad. It's just I, I wanted to, it made me want to watch another episode. No one is mad at and you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I turned it off as soon as Bart, like, said cowabunga. And I'm just like, this seems fake. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Fan fiction Yeah, it felt very just like, what would he say here? <laughs> Don't have a cow, man? <laughs> Why ruin this moment with a joke? <laughs> yeah, I, That's what I say. I just remembered I have two other Simpsons things uh, the first was one of the greatest gifts ever given to me by uh, my pal Melanie. She got me a mug with the food chain mm. printout ah, yes. on it. Oh, wow. I love that. Which is amazing. I loved it so much. I was like, I can never drink from this because I can't stand to wash it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So it holds all my pens and shit on my desk. I'll never so wash I get to look at again. it. <laughs> yeah. So I get to look at it every day. And then the other thing, and I guess this really is a, a prized possession now, is. Uh, a season one uh, animated cell and background Ooh. signed by the late Sam Simon. Aww. Oh my God. Yeah. Which I, I, I got to know Sam a couple years ago. That's so great. And yeah. yeah, that was one of the first things he gave me uh, mm. like because he knew I was such a big fan and he just had stuff sitting around the house. Right, of course. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh. So that, that I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, yeah that's huge. As should be. Yeah. Uh, he's the reason that I uh, became vegan. Like oh. he was what really pushed me over the edge. Oh, like, Sam Simon. Sam Simon. Mm-hmm. Like just all while all this um, news about him was kind of surfacing. Just as far as like how how much he cares about animals. Right. It just really. I mean. I mean. You see that in the show. But it was just mm-hmm. so nice. What a what a great man to, yeah. to Sam Simon. Yeah. To Sam Simon. Man. Yeah. He. All. I mean. So many people, but Sam Simon just made the best stuff in the world. He really did. <laughs> he really did. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, have you been to the new Springfield and Universal Studios I have not yet? yet been to the new yeah. Springfield. I just went yesterday, and it is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell you guys how to do your job, but if you got a portable mic uh, set up, you should uh, totally go and do a podcast from walking around the park. Yes, we should. Yeah, we should. Actually, we should video. We could also video. Yeah, do something. We can do some selfie stick bullshit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no one would would look twice at us. <laughs> um, it's weird that there's a Simpsons theme park. You think so? Yeah, it's weird that the show is still on, and it's weird that oh, right. there are podcasts about it. It because like I don't think I knew that this was such this was going to be such an important part of m- me and my right? life. <laughs> like <laughs> it was just something that was that was on that I loved. Yeah. Well, I guess, I, I suppose, but given that the Simpsons theme park is right next to the Harry Potter theme park, or, or what will be the Harry Potter theme I park? I was going to have a heart attack if you were going to tell me that that was open. No, no, it'll if be open next not, year. If that it's was open and I wasn't there, it's an been normalized day. for me. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. No, I know, I know. I would have really buried the lead. <laughs> it looks amazing, though, and I've been to the one in Orlando. It me too. It should be better than of that. Of course, I went yeah. specifically for that. Of course. of course. Yeah, that's why anyone goes to Universal. <laughs> why else would anyone go to Florida? <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah, it's really great. You should check it out. Oh, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this isn't 
quite so Simpsons-y, but uh, I assume that you're fans of other things as much as you are of The Simpsons. Just what are some other things that you're just crazy about? Uh, well, in the TV comedy department, I'm also a pretty big Seinfeld and Friends fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and people, oh, how do you like Friends? Because it was one of the best written sitcoms in the history of television. Yes. Uh, period. And mm-hmm. that's not a mistake. The writers stayed until four in the morning every day rewriting material for the show. And they would have 15 alt jokes right. for every joke wow. so that when they got the show on its feet in front of an audience, if it didn't work, the actors were so good, they didn't need two takes. Wow. Every take would be a different punchline wow. to try to get a better laugh. That's incredible. And that is incredible. And having worked on a number of sitcoms now, I can tell you that is not how most <laughs> shows work. Right. And that's why it was so much better. Um, so, uh, yeah. Friends, was- Seinfeld... Uh, I was someone who was taught to not really like Friends because there was always this like war between you're either a Seinfeld person or a Friends person. Oh, oh. weird. I've never heard that. Nice. <laughs> this is not cake or pie. Yeah. You can have both. <laughs> you can have both. And I finally watched it. I mean, I liked it as a kid. I would do the clapping if it was on. I was uh-huh. excited to clap. And then I thought Joey was funny because I was a kid. Right, you know? of course. And he then, appeals to children. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's uh, right. I forget she's a child. <laughs> And then, uh, in this scenario, as soon as it got on Netflix, I was just like, I should see what this is about. And I've just blown through right, all of it. Right, it's amazing right. and it's so fun. Yeah, God bless Netflix for uh, having that opportunity for us. Yeah, man, 90s television. What a great time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line, and I'm, I, I don't know it well enough to quote it, but it is from Radioactive Man when. Oh my god, I can't even. I think it's Lisa or someone says. Somebody says something about. Uh, the movie industry and no there's better bigger stuff out there and one of them says television (laughs) (laughs) I love it great Uh, well I think that does it yeah thanks so much for being on the show my pleasure Uh, where can people find all of your stuff they can find me on uh, (laughs) Kevin Pollock's chat show uh, I appear virtually every Sunday. We stream live around noon Pacific. And then, of course, you can go to KevinPollocksChatShow.com or Earwolf.com and look at all of our old episodes. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Sam Levine, S-A-M-M-L-E-V-I-N-E. Uh, I've got TV and film stuff, but I don't know when it's coming out, so I can't promote it yet. Uh, oh, no, wait, I, I can promote one thing. Uh, I am, uh, spoiler alert... Uh, I am reprising my voice role uh, as Artie, the camp radio DJ in the new Wet Hot American Summer that's so exciting. Netflix series. Ah, oh, that's great. That's uh, great. Which is so ridiculously funny based on the footage I've seen. I, I mean, cannot get over it. I expect nothing else. And yeah. It, oh, yeah. God. You, I, it's going to be I just watched are, They Came Together last night. And oh, it was that movie so is great. so, so good. perfect. Mm-hmm. So great. Oh, well, I'm so excited. Everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that starts streaming July 13th on Perfect. the Netflix. And uh, my parting uh, uh, piece of advice to everyone listening is you don't win friends with salad. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. My pleasure. And we will see you next week. All right.